Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you feel like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Help! I suck at dating. With Dean Ungler and Jared Haven, an iHeartRadio podcast. Welcome, everyone, to a new episode of Help! I Suck at Dating. I'm Dean Unglert, recording live from Amy Sugarman's house with Jared Haben and Pappy. And Pappy. Pappy's sitting right next to you. He looks quite adorable. He, so I think we should talk about it right off the bat. You've officially adopted Pappy. And, I don't think we've talked about it on the podcast. Uh, you're right. Well, we haven't really recorded a podcast since Tahoe two weeks ago. I feel like we haven't recorded any podcasts lately. Were you going to say Antori? I was going to say Antori. I'm yes. an asshole. No, it's okay. Wait, what? Um, well, for the listeners out there, I just wanted to introduce you as a guest on the podcast this week. Oh, I'm a guest. A co-host. <laughs> okay. Our guest co-host, Tori, who's a contributor to the podcast. Because sometimes you do, sometimes you don't contribute, you know? That is very You accurate. always contribute. It's just whether she contributes on air. That's, yeah, that's mm, also a good I'm point. Always, I'm always the wind beneath your wings. Anyways, yes, Jared, uh, I did adapt, adopt, well, Kaylin and I adopted Pappy. Congratulations, Woo! man. That's super exciting. Thanks. Uh, yeah, he's great been clap, Tori. Great, clap. <laughs> great clapping. I mean, and now they're married. They have kids. He's been a little yeah. head lately. I like came home or I went back to Kaylin's apartment today, and he was like yapping away. He always cries when we're gone, and he pees everywhere. And you can't really get mad at that, though. Why is he pee? Is he pee? Get, does he get excited? Or he's he just... probably got like a bladder problem. Oh. He's, he's old. How old is he now? He's eleven. Oh, he's, he's got so a, cute, he's got a though. heart murmur. He's got a tumor. He's got uh, dental issues. Clearly, yeah. So. But you know what he has now. A loving family. A dad. And a dad. He's got a dad. You're a dad. Yeah, he's pretty cool. We actually, we're leaving tomorrow and we're taking him with us. We're somewhere. Kaylin bought us a trip somewhere and we're flying with him for the first you time. You don't know so where you're going? No, it's a surprise trip. Ooh. You uh, guys do that a lot, huh? We try to do it once a quarter. Once every three months. Once a quarter. Yep. For your business relationship. For the business relationship. That you're married completely for satire. See, the thing is, we have, uh, you know, we have so much expenses and, and, and expenditures per month. And if we don't hit our expenses for the for the quarter then uh, the next quarter our expenses become less so we have to we have to spend that surplus of money on a business expense which is us hanging out kaylin and i traveling yeah <laughs> <laughs> as if people couldn't hate us anymore yeah, <laughs> yeah. we got business expenses bro yeah, yeah. So, so so you don't know where you're going are you nervous at all because uh because of coronavirus not knowing where zero you're percent nervous in well, fact i think this whole thing and obviously this is a good topical thing for us to discuss and it probably ties into dating should you date with the coronavirus out there i'm personally not afraid of it whatsoever either you guys i think it should be taken seriously but no i'm not afraid of it i don't think it i think the media is blowing it so out of yeah. proportion and yes cases are going to go up and yes unfortunately people will die from this disease and it is terrible but the fact is it is a flu strain and that's what happens you know they say i think uh, in if if you're over 80 i think the stat is you have a one in six chance of of dying from the disease but then everybody else it's, it's you know your chances are like point zero zero one. yeah to i i don't know the full statistics but but. i just know if anybody in this whole like our whole iheart family is gonna get it it's gonna be me oh i thought you were gonna say it was gonna be one of us no i just know my luck 
it, it's gonna be i'm going to florida in a couple days yeah that, i'll probably get it then you're what a 21 year old healthy person 25 25 you, 21 same thing you're a young thing, you're no a young, literally just turned 25 you're a young adult who's healthy there's a zero percent chance that anything's gonna happen to you for the most Not part zero percent yeah, but you'll be fine there's a high chance I like chance of you catching it. Yeah, sure. This Florida trip, I can, I just feel it. I think from from a person that enjoys traveling standpoint, now is the time to be booking plane tickets and hotels at places. They're pretty cheap. No, they're not. That's such a fabrication. It's not true. I just booked a flight to DC because Ashley and I are going to go visit her family. Not cheap at all. Well, you're also last minute buying and last minute buying. buying. Yeah. Yes. A flight to Hawaii is ninety nine dollars right now. A yeah, flight. no, I just saw that. It was like a, uh, somebody from the office. They're going for like 200 bucks. It's crazy. I don't know who the office is, but. Well, I guarantee I international heard. flights are super cheap right now. Nobody wants to travel international. Right. Because, well, I the, the only nerve wracking part for me would be traveling internationally would be if you did catch it in a different country, then what? Well, because Italy's then I have on to lockdown. Go- yeah, that's insane. The Nobody's entire allowed country. to go in. And then right. like you can't go out of your your house unless you have like documentation that you have to be somewhere for it's so work. fun i saw a meme about this like china's doing the same thing italy's doing that like everything china's doing it too well like the like wuhan and the places where it's Got been it. a, a, a big spread epidemic. Yeah. and then it's it goes to in america uh is talking about pushing coachella back a couple months yeah well there's not a widespread <laughs> in, in america right now yeah. and i think the problem is the way the media is portraying it they're saying that it's going to spread it's going to spread they're not wrong, but at the same time, we have to anticipate that and not be terrified of it. Just like a cold spreads, just like the flu spreads. I mean, us in Los Angeles, we're in a state of emergency right now. Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly, all the toilet paper is like gone from yeah. superstores. Yeah. I know. I'm and like, what are we? I haven't wiped my butt in days, you guys. Um, what? Yeah. Did we just say? Is that a serious statement? There's no toilet paper. What am I supposed to wipe it with? You can shower it afterwards. If I showered, yeah, that would be a good solution. Do but you alas. keep? Toilet paper stocked in your van? I have toilet paper rolls in my van, yeah. I don't know if this is true or not, but I remember hearing that Ben, our very own lovely Ben Higgins, after he defecates, he doesn't wipe. He just jumps immediately into the shower if he can. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I've done that plenty of times. I was a poor college student for a long time. So you wouldn't buy toilet paper? If I, like, let's say we ran out, I hadn't gone to the store for a while. I didn't have the funds to go to the store. I just jump in the shower. Bada yeah. bing, bada boom. Oh, that seems so gross to me. No man. Anyway, maybe uh, we just really double up on the, about this. Double up on the soap. But I, I, that is interesting. Should you go on dates during coronavirus? Uh, Tori, you're the only single one amongst us. Would you go on a date right now if someone asked you? You know what's um, funny? I was at the like a somebody's birthday party at Rocco's the other day, like on Sunset. Oh yeah, that's Lance Bass's bar. Oh, somebody else told me that. Yeah, didn't know that. Um, and More I was like, know. this is this is probably where I would get it too. Hmm. And <laughs> I was like, like a, at the bar, like leaning, and I was like, mm. "Are you a hypochondriac?" Because no, not at all. That's twice now that you've been pretty, pretty adamant because about you getting me, Corona. I, well, I just know my luck, and I'll uh, get it. But um, I haven't thought about germs before, really, until now, where I'm like, "Oh, for sure, the bar is just getting like smeared." With like a wet rag, sure. there's no like sanitation. And that is a lot of people putting their hands on the bar being like, give me another drink. Well, two yeah. things you can always remember to do is wash your hands constantly for 20 seconds each time with soap and water. It's very important, Dean. Don't shake your head because I'm, I, I, again, think it, of course this should be taken seriously so we can try to eliminate it as quickly as possible. But at the same time, I don't think there should be panic. And the way to contain this thing as best as possible, wash your hands and then try not to touch your face. Because then, because like you said, if your hands are on the bar... And if you don't wash your hands and then you touch your eye, you could potentially be getting it if somebody at the bar had it. I'm not worried at all um, about getting it. But my friend made a good point the other day because I was talking to him about it, too. And he goes, I don't know. I don't care about getting it, but I'm worried about getting it and spreading it to someone else that could potentially die from it. Like his father, for instance, has had a, a liver transplant or whatever. I can't remember exactly what it was. And if he got sick, he would essentially odds are pretty likely he would die from it. So he's like, I'm scared to get it because I don't want to give it to my dad kind of thing. Of course, no, that's a very real thing that people need to be aware yeah. of. Because like you said, us in this room, knock on wood, we probably don't have too much to worry about because even if, even if we get it, we'll be able to fight it off hopefully pretty easily. But like you said, if we get it and we continue to live our daily lives and we you know, give this to somebody who doesn't have as good as immune system as us or is elderly, that could cause issues. And I think that's why people are trying to contain this because they know that most people will be fine, but they want to save as many lives as possible. And what? if you get it, hopefully you have a hot doctor. Talking about hot, hot doctor? doctor? Hot doctor. I don't know. To take care of you. 
Well, for you, in quarantine, that's kind of more for you. Have I just want a good doctor? Oh my god. Anyways, so you so your plan is to go to Florida, get a hot get coronavirus, get quarantined with uh, what's the dude's name from Grey's Anatomy? The gray hair one, McDreamy. McDreamy. No, that was not. Oh, that's not McDreamy. No, that's 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 not McDreamy. It was McD. McSteamy? McSteamy. Is Patrick, that one? Patrick Dempsey. Is that one? I don't know. I don't know, you guys. Anyway, we this leave is that, that dude. Important. You guys fall in love. You I know, get cured of coronavirus. Listen, I know. live happily ever after. I know we could talk for days about uh, hot doctors and coronavirus, but we do need to move on. Uh, we watched <laughs> part one of the Bachelor finale last night, and we have Dr. Nancy Lee coming in as a guest in our next segment. She's going to d- dissect that a little bit with us. Yes, yeah, she's the author of Don't Sleep With Him Yet, A Badass Guide to Dating in 10 Empowering Steps. All that and more coming up after this quick break. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois and my life has never been the same and I love her so much and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we, we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And, and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I, I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and, and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive, June 7th to 9th. And the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin. I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline. And when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great, but also I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. 
Welcome back. We have a very special guest just joining us right now. She's a psychologist. She is also the author of Don't Sleep With Him Yet, A Badass Guide to Dating in 10 Empowering Steps. It is Dr. Nancy Lee. Doctor, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Of course. So did you watch the first uh, apis- uh, the first part of the finale of The Bachelor last night? Oh, yes. Uh, definitely. What are your thoughts? Interesting. Really, really, really. I think that's really, the word used to describe the whole show. Really interesting. We won't get me started on mothers, but that's a whole other episode. Uh, love is definitely blind. Um, but it's also interesting to see that people were really standing up for themselves, both Hannah and Madison. Like basically, Hannah was, you know, I need more. So it's like a lot of, believe it or not, but a lot of women don't do that. Like they don't really assert themselves in relationships at Madison too. She was saying, this is, this is me, take it or leave it. So that was impressive. Yeah, I thought both of them were impressive. Why wouldn't you start on mothers? <laughs> because that I made, am. That piqued because, my curiosity. Because I, no, because I am a mother. I, the Barbara takes uh, pushiness to a whole other level. I mean, basically, how do you make a determination if somebody is, quote unquote, perfect for somebody else by meeting them once? So you didn't like Barb telling Peter that he should pick Hannah Ann, not Madison? I, I tend to throw away all the shoulds, especially when they come from meeting somebody once who is just gushing about somebody she doesn't even know. Mm-hmm. And by the way, as a psychologist, I think perfect is scary. I mean, really, uh, what's I always, if I meet somebody who seems perfect, I kind of feel like what is hiding? Yeah, there's behind, no such thing as perfect. Right. What's hiding behind the perfection? I'd also argue there's no such thing as somebody who's perfect for you. Yes, I agree. You take a relationship, you make it right. You choose one another. Absolutely. You choose one another, you make it work. Yeah. So I also like to toss out the word perfect. I think what, what I at least experienced when I watched the show last night was the reason Barbara got so attached to Hannah Ann was because they were basically a mirror of each other, in my opinion. Yes. Like, Hannah Ann was super emotional in that whole conversation, and Barbara obviously is a little emotional as well. And they even look alike. Yeah, they look, they look a bit alike. It. Yeah, she even, like, Barbara made that comment, oh my God, she, this, this gorgeous, this woman is breathtakingly gorgeous, yeah. and she reminds me of us. I was curious what she looked like 30 years ago. I Googled her. She actually looks like Hannah. Yeah, interesting. They're very similar types. And by the way, psychologically, we tend to have an inherent bias towards people who are like us, whether we're talking about like romantic relationships or weighing in on somebody else's relationship. But we have an inherent bias towards somebody like us. And there's the Oedipus, right? Oh, right. Oh, oh, big time. Oh, we're seeing pictures of Barb as a younger woman. Yeah, I could see the similarities yeah, between Hannah Ann. Absolutely. There's, even even in, the, in the 30 year or whatever gap that we saw last night, you see some, I saw similarities in the, I, yeah, I thought in the they physical looked, appearance. I think they looked more like last night than what I'm seeing right now, but I get it. So I guess tie, tie it back into your, let's tie it into your book. So Don't Sleep With Him Yet is the book that you wrote. Um, let's let's go and just think about Peter's experience in fantasy suites. We can't assume he obviously didn't sleep with Maddie because they never spent a night together. We don't know what him and Hannah did, but they were intimate per Peter's words. Do you think that has it that has any bearing on or any indication on what he's going to do from here? I I don't think it's fantasy suites per se. I just think it's everything how he feels about the woman. He seems to be really like absolutely in love with Madison at this point, at least. Also, it's really interesting because the people either love or hate the title of my book. So I was choosing something meant to be provocational, but it really is about throwing out the rules, throwing out the shoulds, like basically sleeping with somebody whenever it's right for you. Ironically, like there is so much quote unquote I'll call it virgin shaming. So, or or even just women who maybe don't want to hook up straight away, you know, or have sex on a really early date. So, a lot of like those women are saying, "Oh my gosh, thanks for writing this book." But like, I'm also hearing from women who are like really getting in touch with their sexuality because I say also like there are times where a woman wants to sleep with somebody immediately and that's fine just understand like just understand yourself to quote the bachelor make sure you're doing it for the right reason the right reasons so yeah yeah that's perfect well jerry what do you think because 
from from our perspective or from my perspective at least uh peter wants what he hasn't had yet which is you know he hasn't had the intimacy with maddie obviously that's it's deeper than that and there's more there's more to it than that but from my experience i've experienced that before too it's like you always kind of want the thing that you haven't gotten yet or can't have and so that's kind of why i feel like this uh like burning desire to be with maddie is so strong for him at the yeah. moment what do you think yeah i i agree i think peter I think Peter's suffering from nice guy syndrome where he's trying to please everybody and yet he seems to be making everybody upset because uh, that's what happens. You can't please everybody. And I think uh, you talked about how Madison and Hannah Ann were good last night in the episode, Doctor, because they really vocalized what exactly they wanted. I'm not sure if Peter done, has done a good enough job of doing that with the women thus far um, because I think that he keeps... He keeps trying to say what he believes is right in the moment, but I'm not sure it's really what he believes. And so I think it's really costing him at this point because it's it's very obvious that he's more into Madison than Hannah Ann, but I agree with Dean. I think that he's so into Madison because Madison is showing signs of, well, I don't want to be with you, and so he wants what he can't have. And also, you know, I just think, again, I, I like Peter. I think he's a nice guy. I've kind of felt like this from the beginning. He might have just not been ready to be the bachelor because i think that you have to be ready to a certain extent and and then last night everybody like how many times did we hear about his lifestyle and him clubbing and going out it's like oh that's that's weird why is there why is her family concerned about that and then so i think that's why i hope he picks hannah ann because i think that him and hannah ann are just a better fit i was pretty vocal on twitter about being pro uh, team hannah ann and i feel like you and i might be in the vast minority there I agree. Because it seems like everyone wants him to pick Maddie, maybe because he does seem so much more polarized by her. I think they want to, they want him to pick Maddie because they, no offense to Hannah Ann, I think the majority of people are are, are more invested in Madison. They, they, for lack of a better way of phrasing it, they like Madison better. So they're rooting for Maddie. Yeah. But watching the season, I think Hannah Ann is a far better, quote, fit for Peter and his lifestyle. And I think Peter, same thing with Hannah Ann. Yeah. I think they would have a better relationship except that he may be picking up on something about hannah ann mm. that we don't see True. because she does seem great notice i didn't say the word perfect but she really does seem great yeah. she's beautiful she's smart she's fun to talk to she's articulate but obviously he's not connecting 100 yeah. percent. and is all is it also coincidental that he his final two are 23 year olds just out of curiosity for you that's really that's that's a great question. I I have to give that some thought. Maybe I mean it I mean, may just, be you know, that be you know maybe Jared because of what you said that he's kind of like not quite ready and a little bit immature himself. So he's choosing women who are younger that way. Yeah, that's actually a really good insight. Well, it's conse- consequential, I guess. You know, you choose a twenty-three-year-old, you get it wrong. It's not as big as if you chose a thirty-one-year-old. And, and got it wrong right and i'm i'm not even saying he's doing this consciously right i think it might have kind of worked out that way but i'm curious if there's something under the layer where like we were talking about maybe there's a part of him that's not ready and he's not coming to terms with that and then subconsciously he's he's going towards uh you know younger women i don't know possibly so what do we what do we think is going to happen tonight for the finale part two Oh, gosh. So I need a crystal ball here. Right. I, I think that he's probably is going to connect with Hannah Ann because that's kind of like the easiest thing to do right away. Hard to say. And of course, here I'm thinking about Chris Harrison's. This is the most every season, right? It's the most, most dramatic, dramatic season. and tumultuous. But something does happen. Does I mean, does he choose Hannah Ann, change his mind? Does Madison come back? So, I again, I think it's going to be a very, like, ob- Hannah Ann is the obvious choice. Right now, I just don't know that she's going to be, like, the permanent choice. Yeah. Also, somebody, Jared, you made a point before about, and I think, Dean, also about what's up with Peter. I think he's a male version of a people pleaser. Um, typically, we women are much more inclined to be people pleasers than men just Mm -hmm. because we're acculturated that way. But I really see Peter like basically not really standing up for himself. And I'm not just saying last night, but especially like his relationship with Victoria Mm -hmm. for months, he just doesn't really assert what he wants or needs. I think Dean said, and you're so right, that he's worried about everybody else. Mm. But he doesn't really stand up for what he wants. So you 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 typically see that with a lot of women. Yeah. 
So I'm seeing that with him, which is kind of, yeah. No, I completely agree. I think, again, like we said, he's a nice guy, but sometimes he's a nice guy to a fault. Because especially in this world and when you're dealing with relationships and potentially engagements and marriage, you have to be selfish to a certain extent and you have to vocalize what your expectations are, what your needs are, what your wants are. And I think sometimes, like you said, Peter at times has just been a little bit uh, reserved and unwilling to do that because he's trying to please everybody. Yes. And I think it might be costing him now, which sucks because I think if he was just he put his foot down a little bit more. Uh, he wouldn't be getting nearly as much backlash as he's getting now. So, Jared, do you have any predictions for tonight? Um, I may have uh, looked some stuff up, so some I can't oh, really. Oh, yeah. You cheated. <laughs> well, because I'm just I, I I'm the guy that wants to know. Like my curiosity always gets the best of me, so I have to look beforehand. Okay. So Especially with this yeah. stuff. Yeah. That's why I'm bad with watching TV shows. Like yeah. I can't wait 10, 12 episodes for a season finale. Like I need, I like yeah. movies. I, I like a beginning, middle and end all within a two hour span. Well, whatever happens tonight, we do know one thing. It's going to be the most dramatic thing ever. Right. That's ever, right. ever right. in Bachelor history. See, Dr. Nancy, I wanted to ask you about Dean. So <laughs> you brought uh, uh, a piece of paper this in really with you. Don't kick me out, please. Hey, promise. It's a safe space, I promise. <laughs> okay. And uh, explain what's on that piece of paper and explain the part about Dean that's on that piece of paper. Okay. So again, as a psychologist, I look at different psychological categories and I also don't analyze me, but I have, my fun is basically comparing those categories to people that I either, just different celebrities and um, so what's more fun than analyzing men on The Bachelor? So sure. way back, way back in September, before there was any inkling that I was going to be a guest on the show, I took a couple of categories that I talk about in my book. It's a whole chapter called Men to Avoid. So there's a lot of fun things in there like narcissists and serial cheaters and play- soft boy. and and soft boys and players. What's uh, a soft boy? A, a soft boy is a guy who thinks he's this is not Dean by the way. Okay. But a soft boy D- Dean's not soft. A soft boy a, actually it may even be Peter. A soft boy is a guy who thinks he's ready for relationships and acts like he is, but there's no substance there. Mm. Oh, I've been a soft I've been a soft boy. Re- exactly. Okay, then you get it. Right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's just you put you on. Changed. You, yeah, you you put on a facade. I have changed, but I've gotten. You have to, you, like we talked about before, commitment is choice. You have to choose the other person every day. But I, oh yeah, there was a time where I put out this facade that I was ready for marriage and I knew exactly what I wanted, and it couldn't be further from the truth. Exactly, and then the women that you were dating possibly were blindsided by a breakup. Um, I would never let it get that far, but okay, I, um, that wouldn't make it worse, obviously. But I got called out by. I remember one time I got called out by this girl who. Uh, called me uh, uh, an F boy and that, um, you know, even though we only went on like two dates, um, but that I never gave her a full chance and that I'm going to never find anybody if I, if I continue just to, um, you know, do what I'm doing pretty much. Jared Avon, F boy. (laughs) I know. It's got a ring to it. I don't even know if we kissed. I'm not even joking. That's pretty funny. (laughs) And by the way, women do that all the time. They go on that like attack when they're rejected. And I, I hate that. The, hmm. By the way, that's just an aside. But anyway, Jared, you didn't make the list. Had we had spoken, you would have. Oh, great. But, but Dean did. Yes. So I, quote unquote, called Dean a commitment phobe. You're not the first. I'll tell you that. Okay. And I'm, I'm happy to read what I wrote. I think it'd be great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Remember, this is, this is several months ago. So, and this is from me being a psychologist and a major Bachelor fan. Okay. So... A commitment phobe is truly into you, but he is overtaken by irrational fear and disabling anxiety at the thought of engagement or marriage with anyone. Big blue-eyed Dean Unglert juggled relationships with Christina Schulman and Danielle Lombard on last year's Bachelor in Paradise without ever committing to either woman. Later, after forging a relationship with Leslie Murphy on Bachelor Winter Winter Games, the couple continued seeing one another after the show, including Dean's giving Leslie a key to the house. But he eventually broke up with her as well, 
Recently, Dean ditched his In Paradise partner, Kaylin Miller, Keys, by abruptly leaving the show, only to return weeks later and convince Kaylin, by then involved with Connor, to dump Connor and run off with him, she did. Although Dean explained his initial breakup with Kaylin and all his former breakups as well as a form of, quote, self-sabotage, this behavior can also be viewed as a, phobia, as a phobia to institutionalized commitment that is marriage. Although Dean and Kaylin are still together, it is highly unlikely that they will ever see their wedding day. I okay. hope I'm not. By the way, I'm a romantic, and I hope I'm not right. I love you guys. <laughs> Can we fine. just hold? Whether you agree or disagree with that, wow, that was well written. Yeah, that Holy was. crap! And listen, like I said, you're not the first. You won't be the last to call me a commitment phobe because a lot of that stuff is pretty spot on. I gotta say. Well, let's let's answer the elephant in the room right now. You said that Dean and Kaylin would never see I, their wedding day. I didn't say. Have yeah, you seen his left hand? Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> is is there a reveal today? And I I said unlikely, but I hope that I'm pro- proven wrong. Am I? Uh, yeah, is she? Uh, we'll save that for Dean? another episode. Oh, okay, God. we'll save it. This yeah. man, we'll save it. This man. You're right. You are a commitment phobe. <laughs> and by and by the way, people evolve. Yeah. So the way somebody is like at 24, 25, I'm not sure like how old you were when you started The Bachelor, is changes. I yeah. mean, it's very different from the way somebody is at 28 or 29. I will say that uh, the my, my progression as an individual throughout Bachelorette and my most recent Bachelor in Paradise, from what I've seen, at least in myself, has changed a lot. I think that uh, just to at least maybe like qualify everything a little bit uh, on Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise the first time and then Bachelor Winter Games, uh, I was still and I still am obviously figuring out a lot about myself, learning a lot. Uh, and I think the best way to summarize it is I was constantly looking for looking to be stimulated in my relationship as like the, uh, the, you know, King stimulant for my life. But in reality, uh, I was never really doing the things that made me happy. I was kind of leaning on that to make me happy. And then when that got boring, I'd be like, ah, I'm out cause I'm bored of this. So I'm going to move on to the next thing that stimulates me. Um, since those shows, since bachelor winter games and the whole Leslie relationship, I've, found things to stimulate me on a regular basis that I'm interested in and continue to pursue. So it's not, I'm not relying on Kaylin to keep me interested. I'm keeping myself interested. And then the relationship comes on and obviously we're able to build and and grow with each other. See, and something that I love about you and that's great. And I've noticed this on the show and it's exactly the, what you're expressing now is you're always looking for self insight. Like you really, really show that. Unfortunately, so many people don't, but I've noticed that about you. Well, that's nice. All, yeah, all along. Thanks. So, and this is this is harsh because harsh is just fun. <laughs> but, absolutely, but, especially when you're being uh, critical of other people. Like in this, in this instance, right? Like you can't take a middle stance on something because then it's no stance at all. If you take, if you have to skew one way or the other, you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. But Jared was saying something at the top of it too that he has some. You have some similarities within yourself of the commitment phobia you were saying. Soft boy. Soft boy. Um, yeah, I forget. I've got you were, cause for, I remember, like not being ready for a relationship, especially yeah, when yeah, you were yeah. younger, acting like you were and thinking you were. Well, I think the like Dean, yes, Dean had commitment. Well, here's the thing. From, from 10,000 feet away, because you still refuse to tell anybody whether you're married or not, <laughs> I think that probably some of those things in that paragraph are true about Dean, and Dean knows that, oh, and, sure. which is why Dean's so such an incredible human being because he's aware of his flaws and tries to work on them which is why i i i and a lot of people um respect dean because he puts it out there like anybody dating dean doesn't know this right like i i think has you know knows that like yeah i have issues but comparably i think there's a lot of people out there who start dating guys who don't showcase their flaws like dean does and then all of a sudden, their partners find out, oh, wow, you have a lot of flaws that I had no idea uh, were boiling underneath. And, and I, yeah, I don't even necessarily think they're flaws, just challenges. Yeah, that's Being, a better way of yeah, phrasing it. Yeah. yeah. Being afraid of commitment is a challenge, and it's a challenge for oneself. It's also a challenge for whoever you're dating if they want, you know, want a committed relationship. Right. Can I ask you two questions? Sure. Before you ask the questions, I just want to, uh, as an aside, the funny thing you call it a challenge. 
is uh, Caitlin and I never say that we are annoying each other. Instead of saying annoying, we say that we're challenging each other. I love it. So it's just funny to hear that. <laughs> that's that, cute. Uh, Dr. That's, that's really funny. Yeah. That's good. That's great. My question was, do you think you are a commitment phobe? Uh, yes. I would still say that uh, I haven't shaken the title of commitment phobe entirely. Um, I just meant like for you, not the not the tag, like who cares what other people think about you? Do you think? Yeah, you, I think. Uh, well, so I, I've talked about it on the podcast before because I did therapy quite a bit uh, last year, maybe the year before. And even my therapist said that I have an addiction to novelty. And I think someone that's addicted to novelty and trying new things inherently is kind of commitment phobic because mm-hmm. they're always kind of yeah. looking for the next thing. The next thrill. Um, and so I, I, there's definitely a large part of me that is that way. Yeah. And my second question is realizing that is that why you have a, a, a wedding band on your hand. Do you think like for whether you're actually, cause this, this, this human being, he just won't tell anybody whether he's married or not. Maybe and, it's aspirational. And Maybe that's, he wants to get to that point. And that's the, exactly and the my point. And yeah. I think that he, he knows that he has this fear of commitment. And so he loves Kaylin so much and cares about her so deeply that he is actively every day fighting that off. Right. Until it just becomes second nature. And that includes the wedding band. Be like, hey, I want to make sure that you know, uh, I know that I'm in this. I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to fight for it. And and, and I'm, I'm going to try to fight off any phobia I have about being in a committed relationship with you, Caitlin. He's also trying to fight off all the women that are hitting on him <laughs> out there. Too. I don't oh, want to be at a bar. And have, exactly. like, I don't think the wedding is going to prevent that. Remember what I said about the big blue eyes? <laughs> I, <laughs> Sorry. I, I think Dean only becomes more attractive with a wedding bed, uh, which it, I don't even know how that's possible, but I think it might be. La- ladies, he really is cute. <laughs> I'm married and like, hey, we look, oh, yeah, he's cute. Talk to Nancy. You You're, both are. <laughs> what a gem. It's all right. I, I know like I'm I'm confident in myself but Dean Dean is like a you know a unicorn you know I will say one of the one of the many faults that I have is is being a contrarian and so defying people's expectations is just it gives me so many Hence kicks. The mustache. it gives you a rush it gives me a rush yeah it gives you a rush does. yeah and and that's not something you ever want to lose it just depends how you channel it if you're channeling it and it's not hurting anybody and it really actually it can actually be really positive so I think that's something that you want to cultivate possibly and it and just depending on what the channels are yeah so how long have you been married dr nancy D- too long <laughs> no long a long time i've been married oh my gosh i think it's about 30 years wow congratulations, yeah, yeah. congratulations. thank you so yeah. how do you make it last um I'll, you you work at it you, i like your your little stutter there <laughs> the <laughs> you, you, you you kill them um <laughs> no yeah, i like that no you really you really have to there's there's going to be speed bumps so in in 99.9 percent of relationships and it's about dedication and commitment and working things through I've, so, always, I've always been curious with people with, with doctors and psychologists and um all the sort do you find yourself kind of working around the clock like psychoanalyzing your husband for instance or your children or anything like that you know what okay great question i'm asked that all the time because i'm behavior cognitive i actually really don't psychoanalyze i look at goals and yeah what is somebody go what are their goals and behaviors and what do people want out of therapy whether it's like somebody can come in and they want to like find a great relationship they can come in and they want to alleviate anxiety or depression so with i mean within that yeah you get into all sorts of things regarding people's lives but ultimately i never really quote unquote analyze people it's more about looking at life looking at people and seeing okay how does that fit with what some what is going to make somebody happy yeah. um the, now of course that's different than diagnosing so and and it's it's like again this is fun it's entertainment i really would never quote unquote diagnose somebody without meeting them of course but there are characteristics that you can look at and say okay that's what's going on so um, yeah, don't my kids I've analyzed no, just just kidding. Emotional manipulation is a is a really interesting one mm. because you see that in a lot of relationships, unfortunately, and that's about when somebody when somebody has an agenda or they're trying to control somebody else's behavior and perception. So I am really good at calling people out on that. I'm not calling my husband an emotional manipulator. Sorry, John. <laughs> but but if he does try to pull something, I think 
that's where ha- being a psychologist and understanding that really does come in handy. What you, exactly is OSRD? I was going to ask, do you think we've seen any of that emotional manipulation on Peter's season of The Bachelor? Oh, gosh, yes. Hello, Victoria. Can F. you give us an example? Because I'm trying to figure out what exactly emotional manipulation is. I can tell you exactly. So Victoria F. and sorry, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but remember when he was starting to say this bothers this but you know this bothers me um i heard that you may have broken up marriages and she was like basically f like f this and walked away walked away this Mm -hmm. is bullshit that's emotional manipulation Mm -hmm. because it's basically you're not allowing somebody else to voice their feelings. You're being really, she was being really dismissive. Or when she said, when he was feeling badly about something else and she said, oh, you're always in a mood. So that's emotional manipulation as well because you're, you're trying to get somebody else to feel a certain way about themselves, mm-hmm. but you're really avoiding the issue. Yeah, you put the blame on them. Exactly. That uh, Who hasn't been well a lot of people haven't been bullied but for anybody who's been bullied and then they try to speak up for themselves and the person says oh you're just so sensitive Mm -hmm. or can't you take a joke that's a that's a clear example of emotional manipulation i have a friend that does that all the time dr nancy (laughs) so now you can call him on it Uh, i don't think i could (laughs) we got we got to move on but before we do i just have one request so this uh this paragraph of my commitment phobe that she wrote you wrote one for a lot of other men from bachelor in paradise don't don't read the whole thing, but can you just give us the name and the title that you assigned for them real quick before we do move on to the next segment? Okay, sure. Just, just out of curiosity. Okay, okay. so I, here's, here's a few. So speaking of emotional manipulation, Luke Parker, serial philander, Jed White. Wait, serial um, what? Philander. Same oh, okay. as serial cheater. Same Got thing. it. Yeah. Oh, Jed. Um, oh, no. Player, Blake Hortzman. Soft boy, Clay Harbor. Ah. Narcissist, Juan Pablo. Ooh, that's a throwback. That's a throwback. Oh, he's a he's he defines narcissists. I've only heard bad things, but uh, never met him personally. So, what did you give Blake? uh, Blake was a Blake was a player. Yeah, because he was he was hooking up with all these women and didn't like like it was it it seemed to be just about the hookup with him. We'll take it. Yeah, I think. uh, Yeah, poor Blake. He's just like that guy that was. Ne- I feel like that just was so overwhelmed at the moment, and so many women just wanted him. Eh, and then there's he's, no, there's yeah. no, there's no poor, poor Blake. Anyways, <laughs> Doctor Nancy, thank you for being a guest oh, on our gosh. podcast. Uh, if you're looking to hear more from Doctor Nancy, be sure to check out her book. Don't sleep with him yet. A badass guide to dating in ten empowering steps. It's on Amazon, and if you're in the LA area, it's also available at Barnes and Noble at the Grove. Fantastic, oh, awesome. Anywhere else we can find you? Instagram, Twitter, anything? Yeah, like yeah that? thanks for asking. My Instagram handle is. Uh, D-R-N-A-N-C-Y-L-E-E so Dr. Nancy Lee and then the Facebook page for the book is Don't Sleep With Him Yet forward slash the book perfect great Thanks I think, so I think much. it could definitely help a lot of people I hope so we appreciate you I'm being trying. here I'm trying thank you <laughs> take care okay so we, we hear you you're helping people too well so. thanks now <laughs> alright see ya <laughs>
than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we, we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And, and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I, I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and, and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive, June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com adoption drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline. And when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great. But also, I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. All right, and we are back with more help I suck at dating for your earlobes. Eardrums, ear canals. You're welcome. <laughs> Whoa. Anyways, uh, Dr. Nancy Lee, be sure to check her book out. Obviously, uh, she seems pretty insightful and she's not afraid to pack a punch, as you heard when she wrote that little thing about me. Real nice, Dr. Nancy. We're going to answer a couple Aww, of emails. Dr. Nancy. We're going to answer a couple of emails. When she uh, wrote that. She had no idea she would ever be sitting face to face with you. Re- uh, reading out loud what she wrote she secretly knew it i feel like anyways we're gonna answer a couple more emails for you guys before we get out of here um as always this is our favorite part of the podcast because it helps us connect with you a little bit uh more you okay over there you have a <laughs> that was a little scary i think you, you just, just had a stop speaking um there was something really important that i wanted to add to the end of that and i couldn't think of it for the life of me. well i want to add something while you're thinking of it uh we love your emails please keep sending them oh i was gonna include the email address for uh, the podcast how cute you guys are just like reading each other's minds uh, it's what is it i suck at dating at iheartmedia.com i suck at dating at iheartmedia.com please keep sending emails please follow us on instagram we are at help i suck at dating we're going to be doing giveaways Dean right now is currently wearing a hashtag suck army beanie. I have one too, but I gave it to somebody to wear. It's a long story. <laughs> but we have suck army beanies that we're going to do giveaways on on Instagram. Yes. And we're going to announce how best to win it. To win it. We're still concocting ideas. Yeah. Tune into the podcast. We'll come up with them maybe next week. But to Instagram is the important thing to follow because that's where you're going to yeah. win the beanies. So follow us on Help I Suck at Dating. Uh, and then, oh, what I wanted to say, please, please, please go on uh, um, uh, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get it. Rate our podcast, please, and give us a review because that really helps. Uh, obviously, please give us a five-star review. Um, but yeah, it really don't give helps. us anything other than a five-star review, please. Yeah. If you're mean, four go, stars is good, too. No, if you're going to go all that way out of your way, give us five stars. <laughs> I feel like four is pretty fair. No. Are we a five-star podcast? Yeah, we'll take three stars, yeah, I mean, too. We'll take I guess three and a half. No, but seriously, please just go on uh, Apple Podcasts, rate, review us, give us a comment, let us know what we're doing good. Remember when we used to do the thing where it was like, doing leave, good. Leave, doing well, but it's fine, it's fine. Remember when we used to say, leave a five-star review and roast us in the comments? Yeah, that was pretty fun, too. You can do you, that. If you feel like doing that, you're feeling creative, give us a five-star review, tell us what you hate most about us. Really hate us or love us, just give us a five-star review. <laughs> yeah. That's all we really care yeah. about. Um, we're going to answer a couple emails for you. We've got a couple interesting ones here for you. This first one is from Jamie, and she's sending this for her friend. 
I'm 24. I've been dating a 34-year-old man for about a year, and things went incredibly well at the beginning. I've had a very bad string of luck when it comes to relationships. Prior to this relationship, I moved across the country for a guy I was insanely in love with to then find out he was in multiple relationships. No. That's what she says. No. I was damaged, but I moved. However, anytime my boyfriend drinks or is just feeling frisky, he spews past baggage and hurt. Oh, he spews past baggage and hurt onto this relationship. I do not know if I can come back from the hateful words and unnecessary fights that have nothing to do with me. Mm. For example, my car got declined at a brewery and he said, you embarrassed me. Don't be like your deadbeat dad. <gasps> the words are insanely hurtful and 90% of the time he is so incredibly loving. P.S. I work with him. P.S.S. He was married right before this relationship started. What happened in the first relationship again? The, the she, dude had a different family? She, she moved, moved cross country for the guy and that guy was in other relationships. Oh, Jesus. Okay, well, what was her name? Or was it anonymous? Um, this is, Jamie wrote this for her friend. So oh, she's writing right. from okay. the perspective of her friend, it sounds like. And the friend says that the guy is romantic 90% of the time. He's a nice guy. Yeah, ninety percent of the time he's a nice guy. Ten percent's a big amount, though. Ten, if the ten percent is saying, "Don't embarrass me," don't be like your deadbeat dad. Yeah, I don't know. I think she's got to get out of that. I think I that ten percent's going to soon be fifteen percent, twenty percent. Then it's going to be fifty percent. Yep, and that's just going to keep growing and growing. But how do you, as a friend, then tell your friend, hey, look, this relationship's destructive for you. I think you need to figure out a way to get out of it. Send her this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just you should listen to this episode. Just take what Dean just said. No, it's true, though. Actually, a friend of mine went through a very similar situation where one of my friends was on this on and off again relationship with this one guy for like eight years. It was that, you know, they would they would date other people, but they always still be hooking up and coming back into their lives. But he never wanted to be her boyfriend. And so they never committed, but she would always still hang out with him until one day one of my friends told her like they were drinking and she was venting about him. And then my friend was like, I'm tired of you talking about this guy. Like, I can't hear it anymore. She's like, well, what are you talking about? And it's like, you, you need to never talk to him again. He sucks. You need to not talk to him again. And so she flipped out on her and she's like, you're not being a good friend. Yeah. And they lost a friendship for like a year over this. Yeah. Of course, guess what happened? The, broke up. The, the guy, you know, she finally stood up to the guy and was like, either you're with me or not. And he's like, well, I'm, well I don't want to be in a relationship with you. So they finally broke things off and then the friendship came back to be. So the friend, you know, my friend who, who was very honest with my other friend was completely in the right. But unfortunately, she lost her as a friend for a little while because she took it poorly. And it might be a similar situation. But at the end of the day, just know you're doing the right thing if you say, hey, listen, this guy might not be the best thing for you. I mean, I've been in a situation too where I'm giving friends advice and their relationship isn't going well. Mm -hmm. And you never like to give the advice of being like, well, maybe you should just end the relationship. That's never what your friend is like looking for. You know what I mean? Yeah. But sometimes that's the best advice, similar to that situation. And it's just, it's tricky because you don't want to lose your friendship, but you also want to give them the most appropriate advice you can. I think a lot of times it's just like lending a listening ear in those cases. So I'll like just hear them out, listen to them and agree with the things that they're saying just because I feel like that's a big part of it. But this is like if it's a destructive relationship, like if he's saying these really hurtful things to you, it's like yeah. that's something that you should probably exit yourself from. Yeah. Girl to girl for her. I would just say know that you're not like he's not going to change just for you. He's going to change, but he's going to change in a bad way. I was going to say it's only going to get worse. Well, like yeah, you but said. you're not going to be able to save him is, is, is what I was trying to say. You know how like girls, we think we can sometimes fix things mm. versus, I mean, guys think, I think you want to be the financial supporter or whatever it may be, et cetera, et cetera, for a man to a woman. I feel like women always want to be like, I want to make you the man that I see you are, but like he has to want that himself right. and it doesn't sound like he wants that. So, okay, well, so how do you recommend Amy, or I'm sorry, Jamie, to go to her friend and approach the situation as a girl? Um, gently, you yeah, know. Well, that's a good start. Approach it with caution, but I would, you know, maybe invite her over for a girl night. You know, have wine, watch Bachelor or Love is Blind, uh, and, uh, you know, maybe just ask her how the relationship is going and, you know, subtly uh, give your honest uh, opinion about it. I wouldn't go up to her and be like, your boyfriend sucks. You need to dump his ass right now. I don't think that's the correct approach. I think, and this might be a little controversial, but documenting times that you have seen red flags mm. so that she can recall it. Yeah. And just saying, here's where I love you. I'm going to be here with you no matter what. Like, I'm not leaving. 
but here's where are my red flags and then recalling those situations to her because I think that we tend to forget the bad things and remember the good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's a good point. I think that's a good point too is writing down those times too so you can have like a, a log of the things that were inappropriate yeah. or you can like reflect on them uh, and remember them more clearly. It's a little more challenging I think for her but I guess as the friend it seems like she's been there and experienced some of these firsthand too. So yeah, I think that's a good place to start have sit down and have a gentle conversation with her. And yeah. I think just saying that you're not, you're not leaving her, you know, like you're going to stick by her. I think we can yeah. all agree though that, that her friend should be out of that relationship though. It sounds yesterday. like it. I mean, yeah, yesterday we don't know him, but anybody no, who yesterday. says that your dad is, uh, I mean, unless the dad, I don't know. No, just Let, don't be like your deadbeat mm-mm. dad is mm-mm. what she said. All right. Can I, can I ask you a personal question? Yeah. If someone what said, if, to, what if Kaylin said something negative about your father um something not like deadbeat but something that it was i'd be i'd get defensive okay yeah. okay i just didn't know because i didn't know what her relationship with her dad is and if he was just being like maybe she hates her father i don't i i, I i'm probably overthinking this way too much yeah but no i yeah i don't know it's it's definitely a sensitive thing to to broach yeah. totally yeah no you're absolutely right i'm really sad over this email long story know. short jamie get your friend out of that relationship all right, we're going to move on to one more. We have this one from M. M says, I work at a college and I'm 26. That's uh, There's a student that I worked with who I've had a big crush on for about three years now. He's 22. He's so kind and sometimes I can't tell if he's just a nice person to everyone or if he's flirting with me. For example, we were texting and something about something work-related recently and he sent me a text telling me that it was so sweet for, of me to be writing a letter of support for an award for someone we both know. Our conversations are mostly professional. He is graduating this year and I'm possibly leaving my position at the college to take (laughs) another position elsewhere. I'm looking for some advice on if I should tell him how I feel. I do not crush easily and I haven't been in a relationship for about three years. So it's supervisor versus like student. Yeah. What does she do at the college? She just says she works at the college. She doesn't say what specifically. She's probably a professor. Maybe like a a professor's aide or something like Like that. Like TA or something. Yeah. That's still something about the upper to a student. That's obviously it says, it does say, frowned upon, right? It does say right here this to make me believe he's that. he's graduating. She says, there's a student that I worked with who I've had a big crush on for about three years now. So that just means she's yeah in a superior position of the student. Worked with. Wait. What's up? Can I just say, because I know that we talked about this in the beginning about coronavirus. Yes. Oh, no. Just got notified. Coachella and Stagecoach Music Festivals have been postponed until October due to coronavirus. Oh, wow. I knew that already. Breaking news here on Help I Suck at Dating. Festival Sorry. life, bro. Oh, come on. Festival. Uh, breaking news. That's a good point. Uh, <laughs> Coachella has been pushed. So if you're planning on going to Coachella with a significant other, maybe meeting your girlfriend Bachelor there. in Paradise is going to be so different this year. Jared and I went to a stagecoach once. Together. Yeah, this is when Ashley and I were still in hiding. Imagine if that was pushed back to October. You guys might have never gotten married. Or, or I'm Blake. sure we still would have. I'm sure you would have too, but just imagine if you didn't. And Blake's a better example. Blake Look drama. at Blake. He would have probably had a lot better run in Paradise. I was about to say, he would have been far better off. <laughs> Wait, okay, let's go back to the email. I just had to break that news. Okay, so she essentially is a teacher and she has a crush on a student. The student's graduating and she's being, it sounds like just I wait. I stay away from it. Well, just wait till he's graduated. Once he, even if you stay working at the college and he's graduated. Sure, then that's fine. But he needs to be graduated out of the school. And I would even give it like a little, like. I think college is different than like. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know either. I it's guess definitely, it's, it's definitely tricky. It is tricky because he's then. he's graduating? Have at it. If you're a professor though, Have think about. Have at it. Think he's about, graduating. Yeah, but think about what happens if they start they're in a public relationship and then all of a sudden the dean of the school like or word it's not gets a student. around it's not I a student know, but anymore what if, like, they you start... could say you met at a bar 10 years later i mean 10 seconds later exactly that's my point they were a student in that the last semester and like then you graduated a... and then a week later they're dating but so many bosses like fall in love with their, their secretaries that this could be a really bad comparison but it's like you find love or you find love i com- i agree with you but i do think that there's something about a student teacher relationship that is it's just touchy it's touchy let's just say i'm right in the situation what should she do let's ask that let's ask this tori because you don't crush easily either no and i think that's a big uh important thing to think about in this situation is this person doesn't crush easily and so she has a crush on a student mm-hmm. what would you do if you were in her, her position as so, let's let's say let's say we brought on an uh a, an assistant producer like an assistant assistant like a low okay. worked under okay. you okay yeah yeah, yeah 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 this is good this under is good. her yeah Oh, giggity. <laughs> and you develop feelings over the course of the next couple of years. What would be your course of action? 
It's hard because he's not graduating, but like if he switched jobs, then yeah. That's all I feel like what it is. I still feel like the workplace is different than... Also, than can't you just report it to HR? Can't you go to HR, like school somewhere and be like, hey, this is happening? But nothing has hap- like led up to it uh, just now. I don't know if I've ever heard of like somebody going to HR being like, I really like this person, but we work together. How does oh, that work? No, you have to report your relationships. But we're talking about a university here. I know. Well, I'm trying to understand if there is that. At a university, I, I just know. think uh, I think you should go for it. I think what? It's but what different. does she say? Does she like slide into a DM? I think the reason that uh, what if the, what if yeah what if the student feels uncomfortable and then reports the professor? No, I think the reason that we always to think that there's this taboo against student teacher relationships is because it's always like you for you, you think high it's school underage yeah. yeah yeah they're 22 and 26 they're both adults one's graduating I don't personally think that there's any conflict of interest there she's 26 yes oh, okay and the student's 22. But you're right. Okay, so now that we've established for a fact that she, it's appropriate for her to pursue a relationship <laughs> with a guy. I just think, I'm not saying you shouldn't. Just proceed with caution. Because then again, like I said, what if the student's not feeling it? Yeah, and then not she, saying anything creepy like, I saw down your shirt while you were doing it. It's like, yeah, just be like even get getting drinks. No, but there's like nothing, there's nothing there to like make it creepy. I'm trying to think if I've Don't ever Don't lose your job over it. Or maybe love is worth that much. Nah, with a 22-year-old... <laughs> I'm pretty sure that I've been on a date with a teacher, not like a teacher professor, but like a, an aide at some point, and it wasn't awkward for me. Of course you have. Right, but you, have didn't, you, ever, you, didn't, uh, you didn't forego that into a place where you had to be like, okay, I was a student, or I am a student, I don't know what the level was. Forego, you know I mean? huh? Bachelor word of the week. <laughs> nice. I'm just saying, yeah. from a perspective of the 22-year-old that's potentially graduating soon, it's not weird if you approach him casually. Get a drink. Maybe let's get a coffee because you're in a university environment. People drink coffee all the time there. Yeah. Why not just like, hey, now that you're graduated, let's go grab a cup of coffee. Yeah. That should just be it. All right. Yeah. See if it's there because it, if it's worth if it's worth it later. Like if you go and have yeah, obviously end a one-on-one one time, she could be. That's what I mean. Obviously, oh. it's worth it if they end up like getting married. Yeah, for totally. sure. So, Em, if you're listening to this, what's your advice? No, I'm, look- I'm going to ask you a question. Oh. What's your advice? I said go for it. 100% balls to the wall. Yeah. If you don't crush easily, you got you to gotta take advantage of every chance you get. Well, I'm beat two out of three here anyway. Proceed with caution. That's my only advice. Hold on. So w- what were you saying about your relationship with the teacher aide? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. I, I wasn't saying anything. I'm just saying. No, no, no. We got to know a little bit. You I'm just saying at one point in my life, I probably have been on a date <laughs> with a teacher's aide before. Allegedly. In college? Probably, yeah. Yeah, of course. It wasn't in high school. Come well, on. What, uh, what grade? I don't know exactly what grade. Come on, give us a. Oh, the thing were is, you a I, senior? It's, it's got to be later on because then you're kind of like over the sorority or whatever girls that you've seen. I t- that you kind of there like. There were no sororities at my college. A young teacher aide sees freshman dean, and you don't think that it's plausible that they could have met up. I'm not saying that I was Dean's ever on himself. a date with anyone. I just I think that I recall something of the sort happening at some point. Oh in my, my life. gosh! Uh, it's not it's not ambiguity for ambiguity's sake. I'm being genuine. If I remember say. correctly, yeah. it's like yeah, you do. Do you remember just if it was us. like a date or? Was it more of just a casual meetup? I'm really bad at uh, misconstruing what people think are dates for just like friendly hangs. Do you remember what you did for the friendly hang? Did was you get like to first coffee, base? Dinner? No, there was no. There was no. Uh, was there any up did the you get shirt the first touchage? Base. There was no first. Did you base. round second? I never even hit the ball. Hmm. But we definitely. Well, not you definitely. Got an a. I well, <laughs> I've gotten drinks with them before. Did you see yeah. a couple pitches? No, I'm mm. literally saying shit oh. out of my ass. Yeah, like, no, I don't yeah. even know what I mean, that means. I took a couple. I took a couple balls. Took a couple, took a couple swings. Fouled a couple off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You no, a, I didn't foul. You, I didn't you, take you, any swings. Actually. You had a full count. <laughs> <laughs> there were a couple of balls. Did you get tagged? You get tagged right out. Down the center. Didn't swing on him because I wasn't swinging. The purpose. The purpose of the. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you get sent home? <laughs> Third base coach sending you. Anyways, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Help I Suck at Dating. Um, be sure to keep your eye on our Instagram. Jared and I are going to be conducting a Suck Army Beanie giveaway. You're not going to want to miss it. We don't know exactly what we're going to do, but we will be sure to outline the details. We're going to do something. We're going to do something. That's, that's the most fact. important thing. We don't know. That's like that should be the name of this podcast. We don't know what we're doing, but we're doing something, and that's the important thing. And we want you to at least pretend to care. Yeah, five-star rating. I don't <laughs> care if you hate us, love us, or indifferent. Just give us five stars. Yes, please. Um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, Bachelor Valley finale is tonight. So, <laughs> so Peter's season is officially over probably by the That's time you've heard this podcast. 
It's over. And then Claire's season is right around the corner. Did you hear that uh, apparently they're not going to film outside the States because of coronavirus? Really? Mm-hmm. Did you hear that yeah. Coachella's canceled? Oh, we did. Breaking news. <laughs> it was so funny when you saw that because you were for like, uh, it, it almost looked like it took 10 seconds for it to click in your brain because you were like, oh, yeah. Oh, breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was just him being like, how do I mimic or mock Tori. No, I would never mock you. Hey, that's interesting about Claire's season all being in the U.S., though. Yeah, I heard that. I don't know if it's confirmed or not. But. I mean, we all know the success of Peter's season when they're like, we are going to Cleveland, Ohio. Well, and all the girls were like, oh. Chris Souls is the only one I can think of. They were like yeah. in Iowa and Illinois. and I think it's going to be fine. There are many parts within the continental United States that are quite gorgeous. So they'll be fine. True. All right. Well, we are going to um, be ears to the ground for that just to see what happens next. As we always are. I smell uh, chili. Yeah, that smells good. Um, We're going to go eat some chili. We're going to next week. We're going to have a great episode with a contestant from Love is Blind. You've probably seen that show. If you haven't, go check it out on Netflix. It's pretty captivating. We're going to have one of the the cast members from that show join us here in the studio for Help I Suck at Dating. Be sure to tune in then because maybe we'll suck just a little bit less. Follow Help by Suck at Dating on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City and Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share Black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with Black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Love at First Sight still exists. It's available at your local shelter. This June 7th to 9th, join the Pedigree Adoption Drive and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their heart, it can open yours too. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more and see full terms and conditions.